Hi, this is Christy Bates of Oxford, Mississippi. Welcome to episode 87 of the Deep South Dharma podcast to be released on Sunday, October 11th, 2020. This episode, called Your Duty to Be Happy If You Can, uh, comes with plenty of caveats, and you'll hear those in a moment. But I do want those of us who have the capacity um, and the good fortune to be happy right now to recognize that this is something that is valid and worthy of cultivation. It is important not only for ourselves, but for others as well, as I hope we will be reminded by the talk. Before we get into that, I just want to remind you that you have opportunity to practice with us with the Deep South Dharma group on Saturday mornings from 10 to 11 a.m. Central Time. And then I offer a midweek meditation on Wednesdays, 11.30 a.m. to noon, or we're always done by noon um, Central Time, and would love to have you join us for that. Last thing I'll mention is that Flowering Lotus Meditation is giving me another opportunity to offer the Meet the Manager Retreat. If you are a self-identified white woman and are ready to do some heart work that allows you a deep inner transformation that sustains your outer action, please do join us the weekend of October 16th through 18th. And you can find more information and register for that at floweringlotusmeditation.org. And then if you want to hear feedback from women who took that retreat with me in August, take a look at the blog at deepsouthdharma.org for some of that feedback. All right, we'll get into this week's talk. want to begin by saying that in using the word happy, I'm not talking about necessarily a good mood all the time or being chipper or plastering a smile on your face. When I talk about our duty to be happy, if we're able to, I'm talking about a sense of ease, even when times are hard. Right, that sense of being at ease in our own skin, even when what we are facing is not easy. That sense of being able to fall asleep when we're tired. You know, one of the primary forms of unhappiness for many of us as human beings is being exhausted but feeling unable to go to sleep because the mind is so untrained. Um, And so There is no shame if you don't happen to be experiencing happiness right now. 
You may be in a great deal of physical or emotional pain that truly makes it hard to be happy. You may not have the food, shelter, clothing, uh, medicine you need to provide that basis for well-being when you're living in a human form. You know, when, um, when the Buddha offered uh, meta practice, the practice, the intentional development of kindness toward others as a practice, he included those wishes for all people to have the basics of what they would need, right? Safety, health, um, those sorts of things that form the basis of happiness. But really in this talk, I'm speaking of, well, first of all, I want to say that if you aren't feeling happy right now, I want to offer you encouragement that being happy is a valid aspiration because many of you are not happy right now, but also don't feel that you have the right to hope for happiness, look for happiness, because you're so aware of the suffering in the world. And then maybe you do have, you know, on the other hand, you may be somebody that has the basics that you need. Um, you may have a, a general sense of safety. You may have no immediate fears for loss of shelter, clothing, food. You may have access to medical care and medicine when you need it. And what I want to suggest is that if that is the case for you, um, and and I'll and I that is the case for me right this second, so I will speak in terms of we we have no excuse not to pursue happiness. Now that is not to say that our happiness is necessarily complete. It doesn't mean that you don't have um, trauma to work through or you know emotional distress um, to work through. But I think most people that have some experience with, um, with the process of happiness, which is, it's useful, I think, to think of it as a process, you know, even when we are doing the work to free ourselves from suffering, there is a level of happiness that's there, even when we're having growing pains even if we are feeling difficult feelings as part of healing, there's a big difference between the sort of healing or discomfort, um, the, the discomfort that comes as part of healing, the discomfort of growing pains. There's a big difference between that discomfort and the festering pain of refusing happiness. And the, um, the, sense of not allowing yourself to pursue it or somehow not feeling worthy to pursue it. So now if you happen to be in a category of people that are generally happy, I want to encourage you, especially during this time, that you may be maybe more aware than you've ever been before of the suffering of other people. I want to encourage you to maintain and strengthen your happiness. Um, and so this includes strengthening it by 
remembering to be grateful to the countless beings that developed this happiness in this stream of consciousness you've inherited. Because part of what I want to help us recognize is that while there are some basics that need to be there for, uh, and even the Buddha in the Mahamangala Sutta talks about sort of the, the, the basis that, uh, that allow people to um, establish practice, there needs to be a sense that your physical um, condition is cared for to be able to then go further and develop the mental and emotional training. So if you happen to be a person that has a lot of resilience, that um, tends, to be, tends to be happy um, as kind of your default, that is um, definitely something to be grateful for, not something to apologize for. Um, and, you know, for some people, they may experience that as a happy accident of, of their birth. But from the Buddhist point of view, um, you also can be appreciative of countless beings who have um, done the work with that stream of consciousness that you inherited. And sort of that's part of your duty is to continue that progress, continue that progress to free this particular stream of consciousness, the strand of consciousness, um, to free that from suffering. Um, so when I talk about happiness being a valid aspiration for um, the spiritually inclined, I guess we'd say, um, one is because genuine happiness has its bedrock in non-harming towards sentient beings, right? And the ongoing, the further ongoing flow and increase in happiness depends on not just non-harming, but the mental, verbal, and bodily actions of generosity, healing, connection, awareness. So often we hear that that, that real happiness is a byproduct and not an end in itself. Um, and so sometimes we can have this sense of um, guilt if we're motivated by a desire to be happy. Um, but really, um, I, I would just point out that this idea that, oh, well, it's only okay to, you know, sort of get happy by accident. Um, that's sort of a way of inserting piety as a sort of middleman. And that's not useful or necessary. Um, the more we recognize freedom from suffering as a worthy goal, without all of that self-identification and piety, the less we have to rely on piety to convince ourselves that we're worthy of happiness. So what do I mean by that, right? When I talk about uh, letting go of self-identification, I mean that if we stay in the conditioned view, the distorted perception of ourselves as a separate entity that's cut off from other sentient beings, there is built into that a sense of limited resources, a sense of competition, a sense that if I'm happy, I'm experiencing this at the expense of others. Now, this happens because we in our culture have such a confusion um, of happiness with materialism. And if by happiness we mean uh, materialism, then of course it's true that the more we have, the more it costs other living organisms. There's no getting away from that. 
But when we pay attention, we find that materialism is not synonymous with happiness. And, you know, that may sound so basic, so elementary. We may uh, at first think, oh, yeah, everybody knows that, that materialism isn't happiness. Um, But, you know, we don't have, even if we don't happen to be one of sort of the people famous for worshiping materialism, um, we can pay attention and recognize that idea does still lurk in our conditioning. Um, When we talk about purifying our motives in Buddhism, part of what we are talking about is seeing those aspects of conditioning that, you know, it's not our fault that um, that conditioning is there, but along with that stream of consciousness, if we happen to inherit uh, a tendency and an ability to be happy, that's great. But we also inherited um, and continue to inherit from this culture, from what we expose ourselves to, this sort of constant message that more would just be better, that, that uh, more than we need is somehow better than what we need. Um, So when we make it a practice to study the mind, we find that our own conditioning carries some of that delusion. And we don't, you know, we may not typically ask as much, right, as the 1%. But if we're honest, we can relate to having the idea that just just a little more would be better. In fact, I hear people uh, who fret about money who have who have more than enough. Um, but they have a great fear that they're not going to have enough. And, um, and they'll, they'll use phrases like, you know, well, just, I'm not asking that much. All I want, right? This idea, there's always this, uh, diminutive attached, all I want, or if, if it was just a little more or just this or that. And, um, we need to recognize that right there is the suffering that the Buddha was talking about, that feeling that it's not enough to have what I need, that I need just, there's always just a little more than I'm needing, Um, something else that is missing, something else that would complete this. And part of becoming truly happy is recognizing um, that it comes not only from having our needs met, but putting forth energy to support all sentient beings having their needs met. Right. When we that that little bit of energy that thinks, well, just a little more, just a little more. If we use that energy instead of fretting about what we want more of or what we fear we have too much of, if we instead focus on how to be useful to others, um, then then there's there's some relief. There's some escape from this constant continuum of self between uh, self-importance and self-flagellation. And so we've come to the point where we're bearing down on this uh, fact that it's actually a duty to be happy if we can, because we're not, you are not a separate entity with no effect on others, nor unaffected by others. And I don't, I'm not saying we're all one in sort of a spiritual bypass kind of way, like we're all one glomming thing. 
I'm just reminding us that if our experience as individual beings are like organs in the body of this world, then our job is to function the very best we can, right? If we feel obligated to suffer simply because another organ is suffering, then we're functioning like an autoimmune disorder in the body, right? Instead of supporting the body. Um, when we function at our best with a sense of gratitude, of generosity, of connectedness, we can help sustain and heal the body where when other parts of it are having a hard time. So that's just a long-winded way of saying that the awareness of suffering in the world does not exempt us from the duty to be as happy as we can. If you are functioning with a stream of consciousness that has the ability to attain happiness, even if you don't currently have it, then it is your duty to do so. And, and also I'll just mention that if you happen to be privileged enough to even run across a podcast, whether it's that you have access to technology and the faculty of language and um, hearing and all of that, then you have enough to begin. If you're not currently happy, you have enough to begin doing the work to get there. Let's just give ourselves a minute to let that settle. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Deep South Dharma Podcast. We hope you'll feel welcome to share this with anyone you think would find it useful. And as always, feel free to message us your feedback, questions, or topics of interest. Until we meet again, take good care of this body, mind, and heart.